welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast with your hosts, Jace and Renee. Before we get into our uh, very in-depth dinosaur movie investigation. Uh, very serious. We had to talk about a movie trailer that just dropped recently. And I know it's a movie that, Renee, you're very excited for. Wonka. Wonka, baby. He's back with and Timothy then, Chalamet this time. The, he he looks the part. He does. He's kind of like a perfect mix, I feel like, between he's like halfway between Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka and Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. Yeah. I When I first heard that he was cast for that, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, that actually that actually works pretty good. Yeah, he's got the real vibe for it. I think he's got the wacky kind of weird and goofy. Like they've got the Roald doll vibe, which mm. is, you know, he wrote the original story. The one thing about it that I'll never understand is that the the book is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, not w- Willy Wonka and the Chocolate <laughs> Factory. And it's so funny because like everything always everyone always wants to focus on Wonka. But it's like Charlie was the main character. But it's like he's just boring because he's all the good kid. (laughs) (laughs) No, instead, they want to focus on the sociopathic, you know, child killer. (laughs) Exactly. That's my kind of guy. But I I did hear online a lot of people were saying, I guess there was a fan campaign or something when they heard they were doing Wonka that like a lot of people wanted Aubrey Plaza to do it. And oh, I kind of would love that. <laughs> that that would actually be perfect. And then make it like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, or even a comedy. She could do both. That's the best part. But I think she'd be really, really fun. But, you know, maybe one day. Maybe. Uh, all I want to know is, or I guess watching the trailer, it looks like Johnny Depp's weird teeth aren't coming back. It looks like they're out on the Tim Burton <laughs> version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, probably because they changed the name to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They're like, oh, fuck it. But it does seem like they're really leaning into the classic Willy mm-hmm. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and the Gene Wilder performance. But he has dark hair, so I don't know. Uh-huh. I was like, maybe that was just to help just like make it a little bit close to the Johnny Depp one, but it kind of feels like they're avoiding that altogether. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. So... I, I didn't realize. So this is a prequel. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I have not followed anything about this movie. Well, he's too young to be playing regular Willy Wonka. Come I on. Know. I don't know. We can get weird with it. Uh, <laughs> so did this meet your expectations or are you still as excited as you were? I'm a little bit less excited. I love I'm excited for like the things that I knew I was going to be excited about for like the Wonka vibes and for fucking Timothy Chalamet. But I will say a little disappointed that they are just seem to be avoiding the Tim Burton one. That just seems to be my (laughs) negative point because I really like that. But I just I don't know. But I did really love I had just I have to say like I couldn't picture Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa and I had heard that was all I had heard about the trailer was that he's an Oompa Loompa in it. And it really, it was great. Like that was way better in execution than I could come up with in my mind. I I think that was my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah. It was just oh, that totally. little bit. It, it, it looked, he, he looked really good as the guy. He's having a blast doing whatever the fuck he wants right now. He's at that stage of his career and I'm, he's just having fun with every role and I'm here for it. Yeah. So I was a little surprised. I mean, I don't know anything about this movie. I'm not really like that excited for it, but I was surprised by the trailer because I, 
I have no clue if this movie is going to be successful or not. Mm-hmm. And the trailer is making me feel like it's not going to be successful because the trailer, it looked exactly like the Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle. Like it looked mm. it's, and felt and like the tone. It felt like that trailer. And yeah, that no we one, all know no how one that saw, No one saw that movie. That made Robert Downey Jr. go, okay, hold on. If I'm leaving Marvel, I really got to be careful. He <laughs> fired was... his whole team after that. He got a whole new team. I just read an interview with him. Uh, and I was like, that's a great move, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was... they, they didn't know what they were doing. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be huge. That was like the biggest backfire of I'm leaving Marvel. I'm doing other things. And first thing, just total... <laughs> I, ho- I have higher hopes for Timothy Chalamet, and I don't think it'll be that big of a deal because, I mean, he's still going to be in Dune Part 2. So, And these are coming out in the same month. Yeah, so I think he'll be perfectly <laughs> fine. If anything, it's like that'll Wonka will just be a blip that no one cares about. Or maybe it'll be a new franchise. Fuck, that's the third Wonka-adjacent movie <laughs> that will be ha- like at this point. I don't know. There will be three movies that have no connection to each other. Mm-hmm. It's... It's kind of like Spider-Man. And then they got to have a movie where they bring them all into the same universe. God, please, no more multiverse <laughs> movies. We have too many. That's what everything is doing. It's like, oh, I can't think of something for this story. Let's do the multiverse. That's a good one. Hasn't been done before. <laughs> the the one thing about this movie that I'm actually really interested in, maybe it's the reason I'll see it, is the director, uh, Paul King, he did the Paddington movies. I, as, that's one as, thing as I saw we know, too. The greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Paddington 2 is incredible. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I feel like we got to watch Paddington 2 at some point. I mean, we just got to know what's up. But if, if that's as beloved as people, I mean, I just think this will probably do well. I would say just off of the fact that Timothy Chalamet too, I feel like, you know, we all love that guy. I'll go see whatever he's in. And I like I like the stuff in the trailer, like the light bulb when he gets an idea or like the hey, no daydreaming. Like there's a fine, you know, it's just it's very fun, childlike stuff that's just like nonsensical. I'll be very curious to see a second trailer. Me too. I need some more details and some more Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. I think we need a full song. Oh, yeah, definitely need a song. This could be an incredible year at the Oscars, because what if we get... Jack Black for best original song. Um, Ryan Gosling for his Barbie Ken song. That is a great song. And Hugh Grant for maybe an original Oompa Loompa song. If they nominate an Oompa Loompa song, though, I mean, unless it's incredible. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like... If we get all three of those performed at the Oscars, this could be unbelievable. <laughs> I doubt that they'll nominate an Oompa Loompa song for best original song, but like, I hope he performs it at the Oscars regardless. <laughs> That's something I want to see. Well, see, they they need to get just a, an obvious winner so that they can nominate all the fun songs, but there then have the obvious winner. <laughs> I love it. That sounds perfect. All right, let's get into dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Charter 373. This is Commander Mills. My ship was hit by an undocumented asteroid. Transporting 35 passengers. On a long-range exploratory mission. 
send help. All right, so we're talking about 65, and just so everyone knows, we're going to be talking about this movie for just a short little bit. Definitely not 65 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) because (laughs) we were kind of excited that this movie was coming to Netflix. We've been wanting to see it. It has dinosaurs. I was very excited. You live and breathe dinosaurs, but we had not heard any good things about it. So still held out hope. Yeah, we held out hope. Uh, But just in case we watched it and we're not big fans, we were like, hey, um, how about we just talk about dinosaur movies in general? Mm -hmm. And Renee went full like Netflix true crime documentary. You gave me the idea and I ran with it, Jace. Well, plus I became more passionate about this the more I researched (laughs) because 65 once i watched it i was like we have to talk about why the fuck it's so hard to make a good dinosaur movie anymore and based off the little bit of information you've given me i want to say you're actually probably better than most netflix true crimes because those have at least two or three episodes of fluff yeah exactly i cut out all the fluff i I think you went straight to the four episode mini series which is the perfect length and i'm here for it this is dinosaur shit man i take this seriously more than (laughs) anything okay i'm not fucking around this is a regular exclusive investigation (laughs) all right so 65 came out this year 2023 um this is the crime that we're investigating initially that led to a whole network of unsolved (laughs) crimes that we found and the crime was this is a crime against dinosaur movies (laughs) that's what it is i think and the world agrees with us because it had a budget of 45 million and only did like 60 million worldwide so we're not getting a sequel no, it got a 35% Rotten Tomato score from critics. And then the audience was a little bit higher, 65%. But still, that's only an uh, average 50% people who see this movie enjoy it. That is surprising that it's even 65. Like all the I'm people, sure the I... bots did that just to make it 65 <laughs> and keep it there because it's fucking called 65. But I don't know. I would be... I mean, I think that that actually... Because the average review is about a 50% then... I would say that's okay because that's exactly where I fall with this movie. I don't hate it, but it's no. not like it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's it's not great and it's offensive because it it really could be. Yeah. It the word I described this movie when I told Sarah that I watched it is this is a very dull movie, which is weird. Like it's not bad. No. It's just dull yeah like i found myself going this is only a 90 minute movie this is a tight 90 technically it feels a lot longer when nothing's happening and also i kept clocking going how much time has it been and there's no dinosaurs on screen are you fucking kidding me okay the the weirdest thing about this movie is that they tell you the twist at the beginning of the movie i mean they told us the twist in the trailers yeah i think it would have been more effective if they hadn't like told us anything and that was something we discovered i'm sure that that was the studios i think they said that it the reason that this movie i think got reworked was because of test screenings so i think that could be a part of why this is the way it is but i feel like the my biggest issue with the twist isn't necessarily when I found out about it. I think either way I would feel by the end of the movie, the exact same, which is that the twist was inconsequential to the plot. It had nothing to do 
with the like the, the fact that they're on Earth. It could be fucking any alien planet with alien creatures. <laughs> That's literally all it was. It had nothing to do with Earth. They weren't the first people. Like they're supposed to be aliens. I'm like, I'm pretty sure like in one of the, after like I was watching some some one of those behind the scenes on girls like episodes and Judd Apatow says Adam Driver looks like Adam, the original man. And I'm like, he does. So, like, why would you choose somebody who looks like the original person to play an alien who doesn't look any different than humans? And they make a big point about how these people aren't humans. Yeah, I the whole movie, even because I knew the reveal that he yeah, that this was Earth, and then I didn't know. I, a lot of people thought there was like time travel involved, which probably would have been better. Would have been um, better if he was on Earth, time traveled, accidentally ended up on Earth 65 million years ago. There we go. That's a yeah. huge improvement right away. But like, as soon as I learned that he was an alien, the whole movie, I'm like, wait, is he going to end up like fucking a Neanderthal or like fucking a monkey? And like, that's how we evolved. <laughs> I was like, that would have been more entertaining at least. So like, the whole movie, I'm like, am I going to see Adam Driver funk a monkey? Like funk a monkey? Funk, He's doing that monkey punk. <laughs> that monkey funkin'. <laughs> Funky monkey. That's the real brass monkey, okay? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, yeah, it's like the whole thing, I just kept expecting to be like, like he gets cut on his side. And so I was like, ooh, okay, let's see what his insides look like. Because like, not yeah. to be a freak, but like he's probably if he's an alien, I thought maybe he'll have like blue insides or like yeah. weird shit in there. No, exactly the same. Yeah. They speak English, his whole family and whatever, like everything just looks like fucking humans. <laughs> and then the other girl that's with him is a human. She looks exactly like the same exact fucking she's a human, but she speaks an alien language, which they don't even give us subtitles. So it's like her character's just wasted. We don't know anything <laughs> about her because she talks. She'll yell or say things in her own language and they don't even tell you. I'm like, what is the point of having her talk in another language if you're not going to tell us what she's saying? Like, so, is she just not supposed to be? She's inconsequential. So I heard or I saw in like some behind the scenes things is like the original idea for this movie was because that because they don't speak the same language, they were going to have this movie be almost no, no talking the entire movie. And then they would have to essentially communicate their emotions and everything just through Too looking much. Too much. I, I actually thought that would have been a better move because one, that makes the movie potentially interesting rather than boring. Like there's not many movies where there's just no talking. It is hard for them to bond though. If they can't talk, you don't get the, like you can't get a, the last of us with like a young girl and like the gruff guy that's like having to protect her. Like that I, could have been a thing. I guess maybe that's been done too much. I don't know. I mean, I just think it, maybe it could have worked. Maybe because, we like, should just see subtitles for her. That would have been fine. <laughs> then I would have been okay with it. Cause then at least we know what she's saying, but it's like, it's pointless for her to have lines in an alien language that we don't know. But I also like the idea of that mainly because it puts the onus of the emotion and communication on the actor, not on like the it. writing. And if there's, that's another thing with this movie that really blew me away is like, we have the blueprint for these survival movies. Like we have Castaway, the revenant, the Martian, and you know what all those movies have in common lead actors stuck somewhere and they drive everything mm -hmm. like, you could argue more things happen 
in 45 than in any of those other movies. Do you mean 65? 65. <laughs> 45. Jeez. That, that's my internal tomato score. It just keeps going down. <laughs> <laughs> the more you talk about yeah. it, I'm like, I know you mess up titles from time <laughs> to time, but like there's two, it's just a number. That's it. <laughs> It's how hard is that? However, I agree with you on that 100%. I think you said it perfectly. And I felt bad for Adam Driver because I felt like he didn't have anything to work with. He like, did great, though. Adam like, Driver, good. he's a good actor. I I like him. And But like this was the other thing I, I took away from this movie. So a big part of the marketing for this is that it's the same writers as A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. They are also directors in this movie. I don't know. Maybe this is just their first big directing thing. And maybe that's why it doesn't work so well. But I felt like the lack of experience as of directors showed in this. Cause I think so. Those other three movies that I named amazing directors. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but I would say that I was more excited for this because I had seen the movie like before this haunt from 2019 that these guys did oh, yeah, Scott Beck that. and Brian Woods. They wrote and directed that movie, and it's a really good horror movie. I really enjoy it. I think it's interesting and unique for being a carnival attraction horror movie because there's a lot of those. So I was thinking, they got to do something interesting with this. And I was just very sad it was generic. I don't think it's necessarily on them. I do think that the script could have been better, and like they just could have finessed a few things, but I don't think it'll like hurt their careers. Like I think oh, yeah, it'll basically know. break even... I think they'll still be obviously doing stuff. They also wrote the new boogeyman. So like, you know, I think they're okay. It's just that I do think maybe this was just the first attempt to do something kind of bigger budget and not even a huge budget, but like still more than what they were given before. And I mean, at least Adam Driver really carries this movie. It's mm. weird. I saw a great comment on Reddit that was like, it's strange that his back never gets hurt in this movie because that should be the one thing that gets hurt because he's carrying this whole fucking thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, those guys, I like them as writers. I just don't mm-hmm. think this helped as them being directors. But also the budget for this movie was not big enough to destroy their careers. Like it That's, was 45 yeah. million. It, this was not a $130 million movie. To be fair, I think they did great with like what they had. And I think they had some creative sequences. I just think that they didn't deliver on like the actual design of the creatures or the actual like, I don't know. There's just a lot of like kind of interesting things that just were never followed up on like my the only inter- like my favorite part of this movie is like that part where they save that little baby dinosaur that almost is like so cartoonishly perfect with like googly eyes <laughs> yeah. they save it from the tar pit yeah. and it immediately gets ripped apart by copies <laughs> and yeah. i was like that is good like i hate i hate it because i was like oh god but i'm also like that was great. I like to see that. That's the kind of like risk taking. It just felt like there were some risks to be taken with this movie and they didn't take them. Yeah. Like the the reality is that the budget for this movie is not big enough to do a real dinosaur movie. You and have to have the budget. Like 45 million. That's that's not enough. No. Like, like Jurassic Park adjusted for inflation today from 1993 that's that's over a hundred million dollar budget so like yeah like it, it you can't do it by today's standard with that but that was a, that was the thing i was kind of disappointed by is that with that small budget they did some things that were kind of 
horror movie innovative, mm-hmm. but, but they didn't fully commit to it. Like, I yeah. feel like this movie should have been a horror movie. It should have. Or, like, even a good old, like, sci-fi, like, thriller. Like, an mm. old adventure movie. There was, like, a billion of those, and we'll talk about it, but... <laughs> I mean, there's just a bunch of those movies where it's like traveling back in time and encountering dinosaurs, right? That's like a big that there's a ton of old movies like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of ways you could do it. And it's just if you don't have the budget to support a lot of fun dino action, that's like the whole point. Yeah. So I feel like you're you're trying to make it too serious and about his daughter and that whole thing. And it's like, what's the point even? And then my whole big problem is like, so he's doing this whole thing to afford healthcare for his daughter, but mm-hmm. they're like this advanced society and they have like mastered space travel, but like they don't have universal healthcare. Like <laughs> they still like all oh, that healthcare system still rigged. Like, it, I mean, it sounds probably accurate, but it's just kind of weird. And like yeah. some of the things I just felt like his other little tool that he had that was like oh, the navigator that was like his I swiss hate, army tool it did everything it was i too hated much. it i hated yeah. that thing so much i was like that's like, just an easy thing to go back to of course it has a mode that lets you see that yeah like it just does everything and <laughs> the one thing that they kind of did that could have been really cool was the scene when he was like down in the cave and he got separated from the girl and it mm-hmm. like showed the 3D, like the 3D imaging of the dinosaur attacking him. Yeah. It's like, make that insane. Like, you yes. don't have the budget to, like, do a full sequence. Yeah, that would but, be like, a whole part. Show us some crazy shit in this, like, yeah. pixelated thing. But it was like, just okay, so they're just kind of moving around. Like, so dark. I couldn't see. They were in the cave for like four hours, it felt like. And then, <laughs> The, the one test that I knew, like, this movie was really not working for me was that there's a whole scene where he's, like, stuck in quicksand. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, my number one bugaboo. <laughs> well, I have a lot of those. But I will say that's, like, top of the list. Like, I won't watch a movie that has quicksand. Or, like, I'll plug my ears and close my eyes because I just hate it. It's disgusting. I don't know what it is. And I felt nothing during the quicksand sequence. I was, like... I mean, it, felt, it looked like he was in a pile of leaves. I was thankful for that. But also, like, that could have been a great place to get some genuine fear. And I did not feel it, which is saying something. A core high school memory of mine is watching Jumanji with you and the quicksand scene in that, which the graphics aren't even good in that. But, like, it was effective. It, you were freaking out. <laughs> it, it was 10 times worse with that scene, Jace, because that was like Jurassic Park where it was like, oh, they could have dinosaurs here and get me now. Right. Like in modern times. And that thing was like, I'm going to turn the floor into quicksand in your house. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm not safe anywhere. <laughs> and we're going to throw spiders into the mix. So you're two, your two biggest fears. <laughs> they did have good bugs, nasty bug shit in this movie, like that not big old bug that like he you pulled know, out of her mouth. Yeah. Then the one that he's like slapped on the back of his neck and it was just oh, like yeah. whoever like there's some fun stuff, but it just nothing followed up on. I think like I to show you how I felt about this movie, I had followed up with Jurassic World Dominion mm-hmm. because I was like, I need some dino action and yeah. I, c- I could go straight to Jurassic Park. But if we're doing a rewatch of these, I'm finishing with Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll put I'll, I'll give you this is my final thought on this movie. Yeah, this movie could have been really interesting. I don't know if this could ever be like great, but it could at least have done interesting things. And I the biggest thing is I this movie I thought could really play with the idea of advanced technology versus dinosaurs. And like, 
it, we lost all that when he when Adam Driver like one shots the T Rex with his rifle. It's like okay, we can never. This is nothing. But like I was like, it would have been really interesting if they're like, oh, this advanced civilization comes or gets trapped on Earth, dinosaurs, and it's like all the tech means nothing because these dinosaurs are so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. That would have been really interesting. But they didn't do that. They're just like, oh, we have this device that can see and do everything. And then a rifle that can one shot a T-Rex. <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. Cool. So what are the stakes? <laughs> like, I mean, how many times do they have to fucking try and shoot a T-Rex in any of these Jurassic movies for anyone to know that it's not going to take one shot? <laughs> They're going to keep fucking coming at you. I mean, if Jurassic Park has taught us anything, even the bigger dinosaurs can't beat the T-Rex. No, you need the T-Rex and something else to beat them. Even dinosaurs that have arms can't beat the T-Rex. Nope. Nope. Uh, T-Rex is the queen. Yeah. Well, long story short, this movie could have been a 85, but it, it ended at 65. Yeah. I would say more like 45 and going down by the minute, but thank God for Adam Driver. Yeah. And too bad we didn't get to see that sex scene with a monkey, but oh well. Maybe in the sequel. All right, let's... <laughs> yeah, the sequel, uh, straight to DVD sequel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the real dinosaur problem. Humans and dinosaurs can't coexist. We created an ecological disaster. Settler. Alan Grant. You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? You coming or what? All right, ready. Let's get into into your investigation. You spent a lot of time, effort, resources. Where where do where do we want to start this? <laughs> Let's start this because yeah, this became a wide ranging investigation for me. Uh, once I was like just so, I won't say disturbed, but perturbed. I was perturbed by sixty five, and I needed some dinosaur actions. And then I just went to everything I could think of, and I basically just it made me want to watch uh, obviously the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park movies, but in general, it made me wonder like. All these movies that came out since Jurassic Park, why has nothing ever achieved anything close to that? Yeah. So I think we should start by talking about which, I mean, obviously is the thing we're going to compare everything to. But Jurassic Park and the movies that make up 90 percent of this list is the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movies. So I think we should just talk about those really quick because we could talk about the other few titles as they come up. Yeah, like Spielberg really holds the the corner for Jurassic or sorry for dinosaur movies and shark movies. But the difference between those two is that there's a whole genre of shark movies. Jaws became a genre. <laughs> and like, you know, you can argue the quality of those however you want. Yeah. But there's a lot more attempts. There's yeah, there's a lot more contribution to the shark genre than the dinosaur genre. And it's super interesting. I mean, it is interesting. I think mostly it's because you can easily hide a shark by just showing a fin and that is minimal CGI. (laughs) And you can also do like live, 
you know, not live footage of sharks, but like you could shoot real sharks and like edit it in. There's a lot of fun. I mean, they were doing it in the 70s. Like you could do it. They've obviously been making dinosaurs movies for a long time before Jurassic Park. But I think I speak for everybody when I say that that was like that's the dinosaur movie, because Mm -hmm. I think a lot like the main part of it, I think, is because the plot is really interesting and it's very unique and you can't do there's only so many like plots you can come up with that put humans and dinosaurs together because we don't ever we've never lived at the same times in the history of the world so like how many different things can you come up with and bringing dinosaurs to modern day that's like the way to do it and they use science i mean a lot of it obviously doesn't hold true today but it feels real enough and it feels more plausible yeah I think you are right. I think sharks are easier just from like a budgetary standpoint. And yeah, you hide them a lot of the time. And it's just a straight up survival movie because they're on the ocean. That's like a 90% of it too. Yeah. Even Spielberg showed the the blueprint for how you do a shark movie. You don't show the shark. Exactly. Um. (laughs) You can still nail it. And it works because it's what you imagine always that's scarier. So it's fine to not show them. But then it's like that should be leading to something epic, right? I mean... They do that with, I think, in Jurassic Park perfectly. The reveal mm-hmm. of all the dinosaurs is always great, but the reveal of the T-Rex in Jurassic Park just will never be beat. Yeah. Plus, it's kids in danger. That's another unique thing <laughs> that not all of these movies do. Name yeah. one child that's died in one of these movies. It, Yeah. I feel like 65 is like the only movie I can think of, only dinosaur movie I can think of that has a child in it. Yeah, I mean, there's like a two teenagers in the first Jurassic World and then the two kids from the original Jurassic Park and that's why they're the blueprint now because yeah. they were perfect so like running from T-Rex, raptors like Jesus those kids got to be scarred for life why didn't they come back for a sequel that's what <laughs> that, I want to know that's real tr- that's a really good question how were they not the leads of the second trilogy right I thought that they might they said they wanted to come back but I guess they're like mm, nah we want maybe they Chris aged Pratt. weird yeah well Chris Pratt is also like he must I think he's a Jedi but we'll get to that <laughs> but I'm curious because you hadn't watched all of the Jurassic World movies or you had I don't remember I only hadn't seen Dominion oh, okay. I'd seen so the other seen the two, two and didn't have fond memories of them but then I watched Dominion D- Dominion not yes D- not Dominion 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 Um, and Dominion was interesting it was interesting enough that I actually went back and watched Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom Um, yeah because I think my thoughts on Dominion are kind of the same thoughts on the other ones there's parts of Dominion I really enjoy and then there's other things I just don't really care about like I really liked the opening bit of Dominion. And just so everyone knows, we watched the extended version. Um, yes. but 65 like 65 million years later, <laughs> the best title card cut ever. <laughs> well, it's like I liked how they showed dinosaurs in our environment. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just dinosaurs, it was dinosaurs and other, you know, antelope. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like the Lion King with dinosaurs. It was like, uh, yeah, dinosaurs like run amok, like all over. They were in the cities. They were being like they were being traded on the black market. They were being used for all different kinds of things. I thought 
Owen, Chris Pratt's character being a dinosaur herdsman was a little weird. You know, like he took down that one dino by himself <laughs> with a rope, with just a rope. Like unless he's like Captain America, that like if you, I just recently went back and watched all of these. And Jurassic Park 2, it takes like four dudes to take one of those things down. Yeah. And they're like flying out of their fucking, they're like flying out of their shoes. And that thing still is like, needs another guy to come help them. Like, I'm just saying Chris Pratt has some fucking muscles if that's the case. They they made it too easy, but maybe that's why he's calming them. Shh, shh. He calms them. That's his thing. It's magic. It's got to be the force. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. The 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 sheer volume of times that Chris Pratt puts his hand up in just Dominion, yeah, is so much that it's like this is so cartoonish. Like it's like it's great in the first movie because it's like when he when he goes in to save the kid who fell in and he does it, it's like a great moment because he'd yeah. only done it from up above and he's trained those raptors already. So it's like, oh shit, will it work? It works always. Like I'm fine with him doing it with the raptors. Yeah, with blue. Yeah, with blue or like, I mean, obviously, because the other ones are dead, but it's just like, it's weird that he tries it like between two giant dinosaurs. And I'm like, I get it that maybe that's just your default, but like, I don't think you can shush an animal. And I'd be like, they're, they're going to bite my fucking hand off if I do that. They, they don't know that command. They are <laughs> animals like that. They're, I mean, they're animals, but they're not trained. It's like the equivalent of, that came to my head of how often they use it. It's like, what if in Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf does the you shall not pass, what if they did that just a hundred times over yeah. the next two movies? Because like, <laughs> people liked it in the first one. They're like, oh, make sure to do that. Or maybe he didn't get to do it enough in the second one. So yeah. they decided let's do it in the third one a lot more. <laughs> I think it's funny to me because... I normally really I have no problem with Chris Pratt as a person, an actor like I yeah. I don't I don't care about all that. I think he's a great actor and I really enjoy him in like Guardians. Guardians mm. Volume 3 came out like a year later, but like so much more fun, so much more presence and charisma. I just think that Owen, they didn't know what to do with his character. He got progressively worse each movie. They were yeah. trying very hard in the first one to make him like Indiana Jones slash Han Solo and they just muddied it up and then just made it worse. And I think he's the best in the first Jurassic World. And then that's it. I am so glad that you said that because that was what I put in my notes. I was like, I don't know if this is Chris, Chris Pratt's call or like the studio's call. But I'm like, I feel like he is trying to be Harrison Ford or Tom Cruise. In and these they can't movies. decide. And he's just like, that's just not the type of actor that he is. Like mm -hmm. I would say Chris Pratt is much closer to a Ryan Reynolds than yes. a Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. And that's, oh, yeah. that's not a slight in any way. Like I no. love Ryan Reynolds and I want, I want him to be funny though. I want Chris Pratt to be making jokes and stuff. I know that he could, I'm sure he could be a serious actor. I haven't fully seen it and bought it yet, but like, I just really, I think in these movies he needed more, charm or something and i mean maybe it's just between him and bryce dallas howard i just didn't really feel anything from either of them oh i i like I, her though but i just still don't feel much it is so weird to me because i like both of them in, individually but like mm -hmm. i'm pretty confident that they have the worst on-screen chemistry i've ever seen in a movie I, oh it's horrible they just it, were stuck with it i'm like this should have been abandoned in the second <laughs> movie why did you continue with this and then make it like a whole like like the scenes in the in Dominion that they have of like trying to make it like 
emotional and he's like i love you and like kisses her on the cheek i'm like i just feel like these people fucking hate each other but <laughs> it's weird because in real life they're like really good friends and they have great chemistry as friends and like yeah. in real life i've seen them in interviews and i'm like where is that is this just <laughs> we don't give a fuck we're just i mean they also are just playing too much of an action hero name yeah. one of the jurassic parks that ever had an action hero in it no, he was a paleontologist, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and he wasn't Indiana Jones paleontologist. He was like fucking Grant. Like he was, you know, just Sam Neill. He wasn't like Mr. Macho. He was oh, just yeah. your everyday guy against a dinosaur. But he had the smart knowledge. Like, I just think they went a little bit too action. Totally. Hero. Well, and like, yeah, back on Bryce Dallas Howard and um and Chris Pratt, like they had the most random kisses in these movies. Like, yeah, they just kiss at random times. And it's like, what? But the part, the part that I was, uh, I was over Chris Pratt's, Chris Pratt's character was, I think it was the first movie when they're about to do like the Raptor chase with the motorcycle. And he's like, this is blue. She's the beta. And then the kid's like, who's the alpha? He's like, you're looking at him. I was like, <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I hate that. I'm out. I, I'm out on this fucker. I know. I just felt like it was like it was trying so hard to be Indiana Jones without any of the charm. Yeah, and like, I'm like, ha- it's weird. Ha- Harrison's Fo- Harrison Ford's charm sells Indiana Jones. Yeah, or else he's an asshole. The things that he says and the things <laughs> that he does, he's like total dick. And I'm like, you can't just do that without the oozing charisma. And it's weird because I know Chris Pratt has it. Yeah. Like he plays this character in Guardians. That's basically what Star-Lord is. Yeah, when I heard him say that line, my first thought was like, I feel like the line was supposed to be, I don't know, I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> like, fuck if I know. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like, you're looking at him. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You're looking this, at him, kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's also on the writers. I will say my favorite moment from a, the Jurassic World franchise, I think a lot of the things are like, they have good dino action, obviously. Oh, yeah. A, a big reason that I love these movies is because the dinosaurs are like, really, they look great. They still use practical dinosaurs when they can. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I think that that's a huge win because a lot of these, you know, obviously, as we know, reboots, sequels, whatever, they lean too heavily in the CGI, Hello, The Hobbit. So I really love the fact that they keep it practical still. They have great fucking dinosaur action, and they have my favorite ever, and the first ever, I think, official like female kill from a dinosaur in the first Jurassic World, and it's the best death of the whole franchise. That death is horrific. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> the actress requested it. She's a stunt woman. It's like it, she's like the secretary or like the assistant. She's the nanny. To, yeah, the nanny assistant yeah. to like her death. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's so good though. It's so good because it goes on for so long, and then people had the fucking balls to go. That was horrible. How dare they treat that woman that way? I'm like, she requested that. She's a fucking stunt woman. Said I want to have the coolest death in the Jurassic Park franchise, and she was fucking right. I think. Those people clearly never saw the Final Destination movies. No, but th- I mean, di- I mean, with how many different ways can you show a dinosaur chomping somebody? And they don't always show it. You know, the original did. But mm-hmm. what do you have? You watched the original and like the the second and third movie in a long time. I haven't seen the second or third in a little while, but I remember liking them. A lot of people don't like them, but I remember liking them. Um, but also like when I watch these movies, I'm watching them for dinosaur stuff. So like yeah. rewatching the second trilogy, the funny thing is I was like, they nail 
all the dinosaur stuff, like all mm-hmm. the, the fights with the dinosaurs, they just crush. Yeah, love action them. sequences they're, are really fun. There's the CGI looks amazing, especially mm-hmm. compared to '65, which just looked like a video game. But exactly the the funny thing that I realized in the second trilogy on this rewatch compared to the first trilogy is the second trilogy. I love all of the dinosaur stuff. Uh, plot is optional. I don't know. I really liked some of the elements, like how in the first one, we actually got to see the up and running park. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. Like That's why we, I love the first Jurassic World so much. Yeah, it's like we never actually got to see the fully functioning park. The and second- the little things that they added to it that like m- like updated it, like the whole thing with the Mosasaurus. That guy's the star for me. He's my new favorite dinosaur. That guy's a fucking badass. Oh, yeah, and just- eating Jaws, it's incredible. <laughs> And then the second one, I was like, I really like this idea of if nature essentially is trying to constantly kill the dinosaurs. Like if we intervene, guys, it's like if we would we intervene? I actually thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, you know, like the idea of the dinosaurs not just being in the park, but being a part of the environment. I thought that was really interesting Mm -hmm. the part that i don't like about any of the new trilogy i just hate all the characters yeah there's barely any good characters to latch onto, and they spend way too much time with the characters they are like like by the end i'm like this i mean Maisie's she's not a bad actress but i just don't care about the cloned child plot I actually think she's my favorite actress. Uh, she's the best actress, (laughs) i think for sure in this movie she's actually trying it feels like the most well-written character maybe that's it yeah it's surprisingly i hate chris pratt's character but i do i love him in fallen kingdom really fallen kingdom has the least amount of dinosaur like fighting like there's no t-rex yeah but uh there's the action with the volcano is pretty great and pretty chaotic though it's an incredible just like 30 minutes it's really dark like when they're on the boat going away and they see the the brontosaurus or whatever like script like it's it's dark but um the i really enjoy chris pratt's or owen's care oh oh yeah owen's character in the um in the movie because you actually have some connection between him and another character blue like you have their backstory and i thought like i like that a lot that rounds all this out so much. Like the whole first movie, he's just Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. But in the second movie is like, you have this whole like emotional backstory of him, which actually makes him a character and not just an action hero. Yeah. And I really liked that. Everyone mm-hmm. else is essentially the same. Like Bryce Dallas Howard got dealt a very bad hand with these movies. The whole heels in the jungle thing really bothers me. It's not <laughs> feminism. Just kick them off. Bitch. Yeah. Although very cool that she really did do all those stunts in the jungle in fucking heels. But like, that's a fucking, I mean, she must've had great insurance on those legs and feet. <laughs> good God. Can you imagine? I would oh. fucking fall all over the place. She, she, uh, can you imagine the recovery? She was taking an ice bath every day. If she was actually oh, running yeah. through mud in the heels. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I think we should wrap up this Jurassic franchise talk to get before we get, but, but, but before we do, I wanted to say, I think Spielberg is the key factor here as to why the first two Jurassic Park movies are so much better than even Jurassic Park three, but that like, it's crazy to me that he, he chose Colin Trevorrow the director of Jurassic World's uh, 
Jurassic World and then Dominion. He didn't direct the second one, Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Um, but he chose him to be like the new Spielberg. And I'm like, I think he could do it with the action sequences. I think he's got oh, a yeah. great eye for that stuff. And he could do really good stuff there. But I don't think overall, like he's the one writing these scripts with somebody yep. else, all these movies. So I think a lot of it is on him. I yep. think he has the good action stuff, which at this point, because no one's come close to Jurassic Park, I think that's what I'm settling for. But yeah. I think it's an interesting investigation as to why we can't seem to re replicate the magic of the first movie. Oh yeah. hundred percent agree. I mean like Spielberg, if we know anything about Spielberg, he is good at creating characters and mm -hmm. like the original movies, they have every character like, uh, I can't remember the Sam something, but like Laura, Sam Dern, Neil, Sam Dern, Neil, Laura Jeff Dern, Goldblum. like they're all really distinct rounded characters even the kids like they're really good yeah and we like that's my problem with the new trilogy like i'll watch the new trilogy because yeah trevor nails all the dinosaur action scenes like they're so good like the the fight scenes between dinosaurs are probably they're better than the original movies yeah obviously because they can like really do a lot with it but it's crazy to me still when i watch jurassic park i'm like this still looks good this still looks better than a lot of other movies <laughs> yeah but you're right jurassic world will deliver the basics but it's like are we ever going to get something that will tick all the boxes i think maybe that movie was just magic Jurassic it's... Park is the ultimate, but I mean, also they have the novel to go off of. So, oh, you know, it's, it's a Spielberg. little bit extra, but still Spielberg made it a lot better. It's hard to follow up Spielberg, but let's see who tried. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into the rest of this and all the other quote unquote dinosaur movies. All right. So we've talked about the prototype for dinosaur movies. Jurassic Park. All six of them. We didn't even get into the Netflix shows. Um, I will shout out Camp Cretaceous while I have a moment, but I know that we're talking about live action dinosaur movies, so you don't have to make fun of me that hard. But I will say Camp Cretaceous, not just for kids. OK, it's good <laughs> shit. Hey, that is a important point to make. We're not talking about Land Before Time. We're not talking about Disney's The Dinosaur or the good dinosaur, or whatever the fuck that yeah. I heard people hated that too. So it <laughs> tracks. I could have included it, but you're right. We're talking about live action dinosaur movies since Jurassic Park, which came out in 1993. All right. So take us through it, Renee. Yeah. Okay. So this is our first official regular exclusive investigation. <laughs> And I Googled this morning how to solve a crime. And <laughs> this is what I've established as the three bullet points that I think that we're going to need to hit in order to really figure out what's going on here. Okay. Why is it so hard to make a good dinosaur movie? Uh, to solve this crime, we must search for and present evidence. Okay. We must interview witnesses. And then we must establish probable cause. All right. So I think we're going to start with the evidence since that's number one. So I put together a little spreadsheet, which I know uh, you must have pulled up right now. And I know that's normally your area of expertise, but I'm really passionate about dinosaurs, Jace. It made me do math. This is this is mixing both of our worlds. I love it. Yeah, I made mine rainbow just so that it's fun. <laughs> but um, basically, so what I did was I went through like, OK, I included all the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies. I also included 
just so that everybody's clear on what's on the list. Um, King Kong from mm-hmm. 2005, because there's some badass, I guess it's V-Rex sequences. People say it's not a T-Rex because they have two claws or something instead of three. I don't know what the deal was. I don't think not. You, you're the only dinosaur one who might look into care. that I just much. gotta say it. It's a dinosaur episode. Um, okay, Kong Skull Island. The skull crawlers are kind of dinosaur adjacent. They look exactly like the dinosaurs in 65, so I threw it mm-hmm. on the list. Um, 65, obviously. And then I'm sure we might get some shit about it, but Godzilla from 1998 starring Matthew Broderick. And that is 100% a dinosaur movie. You can't tell me that's Godzilla. That thing looks like a giant giant version of a t-rex as someone who has seen all the godzilla movies including the ones from the 60s and 50s where it's just a guy in a suit that godzilla is more of a dinosaur movie than a godzilla movie exactly because there's <laughs> he, he has that one scene possibly i don't even remember it that's how unmemorable it was where he <laughs> supposedly breathes fire yeah but mostly he's just hatching eggs he's acting like an animal they're not yeah. treating him like some kind of like ancient being yeah. so he's a hundred percent a dinosaur it's basically a dinosaur story or whatever yeah. but real life um so anyways i i pulled some numbers i got the box office for each one the budget um, and then I pulled some the Rotten Tomato score, the audience score, and then figured out I think the most important thing is going to be the average score between audience and critics that I figured for each of these movies. Okay. I think that's how we should rank them as to like, obviously, we all know Jurassic Park's at the top, right? Yeah. So that movie has like over a billion dollars in box office, just yep. a little over. The budget was only $63 million. And the average score for that movie is 91%. It's actually 91 for uh, critics and audience, which is wow. and beat. Crazy, right? Yeah. The second, the movie in second place is Jurassic World. The Chris Pratt. With the, the first one, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. That one made a little over a billion at the box office, but 215 million for the budget. So that's yeah. quite an increase. However, the average score is 75%, and that is as close as we get to the perfect, almost perfect 91% of Jurassic Park. Yeah, and, and just so we're all on the same page, $63 million for the original Jurassic World in 1993. Sorry, Jurassic Park. In 1993, with inflation, it's roughly like point. Two billion dollars or two million dollars in budget. So it's a lit, yeah, it's less budget than Jurassic World, but it's in by that, about 200 million. Yeah. Well, about a hundred million. Jurassic yeah. World is a hundred million more. Jace, let's not get into the math. Let's talk about <laughs> this. Let's just it's use the average. Still impressive. Yeah. Okay. Just, so. I'm, just making sure that people don't say, oh, 65 in Jurassic Park at the same close to the same budget. No, it's it's a larger gap than you think. Yeah, no, no, no. Obviously, inflation. Um yeah. 65, you'll probably won't be surprised, is very low on this list since I'm ranking it by the average score between critics and audiences. Yes, it's 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 it's, it's upsetting. Do you want to guess as to what number three is? Or wait, you already have this pulled up, so it won't uh, even be fun. Nope, but I, I haven't scanned it enough, so hit me before I know it. Kong Skull Island from 2017. For that's, I can believe that Kong Skull Island is solid. It's great. I love that movie, and it has a fun twist with being in the 70s. Yeah, uh, it's it's real good. 
That's a good one. It's dinosaur adjacent. They're not very prominent. The skull crawlers technically look like dinosaurs and they're like a small version of it, but like well, that, it that, counts. That just speaks to the entire t- purpose of us talking about this. There's no dinosaur movies outside of Jurassic Slim Park. Slim Pickens, guys. It's like <laughs> Jurassic Park and then Velocipaster. So like... <laughs> We're skipping Velocipaster. I refuse to entertain that movie. We have basically basically what we have here besides 65. So I'll give it credit because it's in... It's with some good company, but we've got movies from Godzilla, King Kong, and then Jurassic Park franchise. That is it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There is not a lot to go around. So I guess it makes sense. Kong Skull Island is a great movie. I think it was well done. And it's personally like uh, one of my favorites from the new monster uh, verse or whatever that's called. And it follows my thinking of why I like the original Jurassic Park. It has great characters. Mm-hmm. Really good characters in that one, yeah. Yeah. Not you don't need that in those movies. Normally, you don't get it. None of the new Godzilla movies. I don't really care about the characters. I find that like the King Kong Skull Island, though. I was like, wow, these are like actual people. Oh yeah the the newer <laughs> Sam Jackson. The newer Godzilla movies are just they're nothing. It's like they don't focus enough on Godzilla, and that's the problem. So Kong Skull Island's the first one. It's like, hey, let's balance this. Let's have a great monster and great characters. I agree. And most people agree with you because that one has a 72% average. It actually has 75% from critics, which is surprising for a monster movie. That is pretty solid. Pretty solid. What's number four? King Kong. Peter Jackson's from 2005. It's got an 84% Rotten Tomato score. So that one technically has come the closest for with the critics, at least, to matching Jurassic Park. This is one that the critics have right and the audience has wrong. This movie is so underrated. The audience is what brought this down to number four. I thought it would be number two, but it has a 50% audience score. That's How the, does that happen? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This movie is fucking awesome. Like Jack Black is so, everyone is so good. And King Kong looks incredible. I think this was the first movie that Peter Jackson did after Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, VFX crew, come on and let's just like do this, make this amazing. And the fight between King Kong and the T Rexes, the uh, two T Rexes, three of is, them actually. Oh, yeah, you're I just right. Rewatched three. It. It's crazy. It's one of the best monster fights I've ever seen in a movie. It's incredible and it's so tense. It goes on for so long, but it's so exciting. Obviously, we know Peter Jackson can do this because, like, hello, Helm's Deep, but. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. And I remember still to this day when I saw that movie in theaters, like opening night, as soon as that scene was over and he like breaks the T-Rex jaws open, no one knew what to say. But this guy just went out, just yelled out, yeah, Kong. And everyone just started going (laughs) like cheering because we were just like, fuck yeah, I feel like I'm watching WWE or some shit. That was badass. Like, dude, they're like falling through vines. And then he's bouncing fucking Naomi Watts like she's going in. It's just really good. Really great King Kong movie. But like, obviously great with the dinosaur action, which is in the original King Kong, not the one from the 70s. And then it hasn't. Obviously, Skull Island, they kind of chained the dinos. It's not T-Rexes anymore. But I love the use of them in, in the King Kong with Peter Jackson. Also, great bug sequence. I was about to say, to this day, I'm pretty sure you still have nightmares about that bug sequence. I rewatched it for this pod, and I watched the whole sequence, and I made it through like a badass, and I felt very proud of myself. That bug sequence is the entire reason that I will not watch it with Sarah. 
Yeah. Oh, it's upsetting. It's haunted me for years. And sometimes late at night when I'm just trying to fall asleep, my brain will just think about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that one, I thought, I think that fucked up audience score is the reason that it's like averaging at a 67%. It should be a lot higher. I oh, agree. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we have Jurassic World Dominion right after that. This is weird. Okay. So this one has a Rotten Tomato score of 29%. So the lowest wow. of any in the uh, Jurassic World franchise or Jurassic Park. Um, but the audience score is 77%, which is shocking because you go online and you don't see a lot of nice <laughs> things. So I'm just maybe general audiences. Obviously, we're looking at like this movie made over a billion dollars. Like, I think it's just mixed messages, right? People say they hate it, but like clearly people are going to see it and they must like it if they're rating it like that. Yeah. You know, the producers and studios could give two shits about what we think about these movies because yeah. they all made a billion dollars. All three yeah. of the new movies with Chris Pratt made a billion dollars. Like, so they don't they don't care at all. There's going to be another trilogy just off the success of these ones at some point. I feel like though the this movie is like a prime example of like what I I deem is it's like the franchise problem where everyone every movie that comes out with a you know existing franchise people are just always going to compare it to the other ones in it and it's like they brought back the original cast for this one and so you don't even have to think about it people are going to say oh well it's not it's not as good as the first one because the first one, the original cast, it's not as good as the first one, but like people are still going to go see it. Even if you don't think it's going to be as good. So, you know, what point are you really making? Stop, stop going to movies if you are just going to hate them, but <laughs> yeah. So that's why know. we're laying out the evidence. Cause we have to like, we have to go through it afterwards and figure out what the fuck is to what the evidence is telling us. Yes. So this is why it's like, it's telling us that these movies, like, I mean, in King Kong, both of the King Kong movies, both made over $560 million each mm -hmm. and about 200, 265 million for like budget or sorry, around 180 to two, 200 million for budget. So mm -hmm. really, I mean, they're investing in this and they're, getting it back regardless is what yep. the message is for the studios. But for the audience, you're looking at this going, it's just going downhill, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, technically Jurassic world is more, more uh, recent, but I think dominion is kind of an example of, cause a lot of people like shit on fallen kingdom, even though it still did really well. But like, I think Dominion is kind of what would happen if Robert Downey Jr. ever came back as Iron Man. Mm. Like, there's a lot of people, oh, Marvel's dead. Like, I, I don't want to see anything. But, like, if they advertise that Robert Downey Jr. is coming back in the next Avengers film, like, it's a billion-dollar movie. You know people are going to go see it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I know that, it like, it makes sense because it's the final of this trilogy to bring back the originals. But, like... I mean, and that's why everyone's complaining about the locust. But like, hello, they had to get Ellie in there somehow. And she studies plants. So like, what are you thinking? Anyways, those locusts were freaky as fuck. They were freaky. And up until you mentioned that, I had no clue that Ellie studied plants. You have to watch the original Jurassic Park, man. <laughs> She's all digging in the dinosaur poop and asking what they're eating and studying all the shit. Talking about the plants being toxic. Um, uh. <laughs> nerd. Anyways. <laughs> 
And then, so then from Dominion, we go to, to the Lost World Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. which had a little bit higher budget than the original and was also directed by Spielberg and came out four years later, 97. Um, that made over $618 million, and it has about a 53% average on uh, critics and audiences, both around a 50% because the movie's just not as good. And if you read the book that they made Michael Crichton write so that they could do a sequel, the book is actually really good. And I don't know why they ditched a lot of the things that were cool in the plot, but it felt like they just kind of half-assed it, which I know Spielberg wasn't all in on it. There's still some good Spielberg stuff, some great dino shit, but Mm. it just wasn't as great. I'm surprised the audience score is 51 because I feel like people trash this and the third movie they do they do but they still think like i mean the second one at least is still you know it's still fucking spielberg so it can't be the worst movie ever it's got a really good character death r.i.p eddie because he's a good guy and he gets ripped apart by two t-rexes (laughs) um so that movie is just like pretty average then 65 is actually right after that Mm -hmm. with uh, exactly 50 percent average score Made about sixty million box office, so that's like lowest of the low. But it only cost forty five million, so not bad, but still not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is, as you can tell from our brief discussion, I think that fits. Um, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom is below that at forty eight percent between audience critic average score, and that cost about it cost double what the first Jurassic World cost, $431 million, and it made $1.31 billion. Wait, which Jurassic World is this? Fallen Kingdom, the fifth one. Oh. So the second Jurassic World. Okay. So that one was a little bit less liked. I think the big problem with that one is very similar to my feelings about The Lost World, the sequel to Jurassic Park, is because they add that whole sequence in that movie where like they bring the T-Rex to San Diego. Fun part, but like the same thing happens in fallen kingdom where they're on the Island and then they bring them back and then it's like at the house and it just Mm. feels like the whole, it just doesn't fit the whole plot. Right. I just, I like it better when it's all in one place or like the dominion is just, we're starting and they're out. That's it. It's something different at least. And there's, there's not enough like dino on dino fighting. Yeah. They're all just being auctioned in cages. It's like the the whole like third act with the Indoraptor. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were trying to recreate that one scene from the original movie with the Velociraptors. But yeah. like they stretched it too long. And it was creepy and it looked good. And like the creepy, the creature design I really love in that movie. I think that one and then the Indominus Rex from the first Jurassic World looks great. But yeah. again, just yeah, I can see why that one's not the best. I don't I really didn't like it when I first saw it, but then I I think it's better than I gave it credit for, but it's still not great. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park 3 is right underneath that, which fits because not directed by Spielberg. It's directed by Joe Johnston, who did Jumanji, though. And there's some good stuff to it. It's got a really annoying performance from Tia Leone and the main characters who like hijack Sam Neill into like going to the island. They trick him and they can't even pay him. It's just weird and not very nice and like the characters are just kind of shit i need to rewatch that one because i i remember liking the spinosaurus spinosaurus is pretty fucking badass that's the best part and that was like but he killed 
T-Rex instantly at the very beginning of the movie. And you're like, well, that should have been the third act fight. <laughs> yeah, well, they correct it in Jurassic World. But like Spinosaurus, that was like the first dinosaur that they like spliced multiple things to together. No, that's right? a real dinosaur. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. And that was cool because they brought in a new dinosaur. And I liked that it could also go in the water. So you could have the fin. I will say I do love that they also had the birdcage with the um, that, pterodactyls. That, that that's from good. the first book. And I always really loved that whole sequence. And so I thought it was cool that that's probably the most effective part. The raptors look silly with the fake with the weird feathers. And they're also like talking and you get the whole Alan with the raptor on the <laughs> plane. Um, anyway, so that one's at a solid 43% average score. Okay. And then we get to the bottom of the list. No surprise. Godzilla from 1998. That movie cost $150 million and made $379 million. The crazy thing, I was just looking it up. So it's $150 million in 1998. Mm-hmm. Adjusted, so, for, adjusted for inflation, that's almost a $300 million movie. That's embarrassing. Like, that is so awful like how how that movie turned out is just unbelievable it's so crazy to me because they did that movie and like that was like fucking roland emmerich's follow-up to independence day and i'm like man what a disappointment (laughs) right i like like, god the most you could say about is like there was a lot there was a lot of dinosaur like there was more dinosaur than what we saw in 65 but like doesn't mean that it's better <laughs> yeah and it's it's very just it's yeah i i have nothing to add about that movie but i will say average score 24% that's like half of jurassic park 3 if that tells you anything <laughs> jurassic park 3 not great plot decent dinosaurs but like definitely the lowest of the low on here <laughs> and then you have godzilla way below that all right, so what what's the next next piece, next phase? So I this section is that we should interview witnesses. And since we are not a part of these productions, we don't know anybody in these casts. I just pulled some quotes from the director of the Jurassic World, uh, the first Jurassic World, and then the most recent, Colin Trevorrow. Uh, the pull quote of the article that like they led with was him saying Jurassic Park is inherently unfranchisable, which is hilarious because this came out right after Dominion. So he's wrote three new fucking movies <laughs> in this franchise and directed two of them. And he's like, you know what? He's like, but he's basically saying it's unfranchisable because like there probably should have only been one like there is. And to be fair, he's not wrong yeah, because there's, there's an argument. There's I mean, he's that's the that's my star witness right here is that you can't beat it because he also said like, it's like at this point, it's going to be moving forward no matter what, what can I do? Like if we're going to do this, no matter what, how can I try to tell a different story in a world that dinosaurs exist as opposed to like, we're going back to the Island again, because that's what like most of these become for like, I mean, all of them until dominion are all, we have to go back to the Island. And it's like, how many times can we go to Dino Island? And then we find out, Hey, that's not a good idea. Nobody should go there. It's like, (laughs) it's like the lost show. We got to go back to the Island. (laughs) What? We just got off. Are you kidding me, Jack? (laughs) You're the one who didn't believe. Okay. I don't want to go off on lost, but. You're right. And that's what I'm saying is that he's basically saying that like all of these movies, you have to 
it's hard to do that many different things with dinosaurs is basically what he's trying to say. And that will be part of like the, the point that I want to make here, which is Jurassic park. I think the ultimate thing we can take from this is that that has the ultimate plot for dinosaurs and humans in the same movie and in the Mm -hmm. same story, right? Like they're using science, they're bringing dinos to modern day, but it's like it feels more probable than just like someone traveling in time and going back somewhere. It's more that's more sci-fi. So it's got that unique spin to it. I think I mean, I just feel like are we out of ideas of how to have humans and dinosaurs in the same thing? They tried with 65, but I feel like they just fucked that up because he wasn't even a human. I feel like they didn't try that hard with 65. Yeah. <laughs> they like a t- they tried to make us think that they tried is what they did. But yeah, you're right. Like, it's just like, I mean, basically, besides you cloning dinosaurs in the present or traveling back in time, how many other stories are there? Well, I think I think that's the point and the value of writers is that writers are really creative and they can come up with ways to have dinosaur stories. And like, for example, I think 65, if we if they cut out the whole beginning piece of him with his daughter where we learn that he's an alien like if they if they would have just started the movie with the crash and then never explained anything and then we learn that it's earth at the end i don't think people would care like yeah. i don't think people need to know that he's an alien in order i think to, it just muddles up the whole thing yeah it's just doing too much like I don't think they need to know that to understand the survival story, you know, do less people. Yeah, I know and- that you're trying to add a fun spin to dinosaurs, but again, I think like they had an opportunity to do a time travel, but like how many time travel dinosaur movies are we getting these days? I yeah. would take that. Like, yeah. that's the thing is you don't have to be that original even, but I mean, it's maybe it's just because you can go back in time and do it, but I guess maybe just because Jurassic Park did it so well, would anyone even be receptive to the idea of another story that's different but has dinosaurs in modern day? How do you do it that just is so different from Jurassic Park but just as good? I don't know if you can. That idea is brilliant because everybody can understand it, but it feels smart. Yeah, that that is the question is are people receptive to it? Because I don't think they are. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be hard. You know, like obviously there's going to have to be like tech involved. Like maybe someone is in like a VR situation that turns real kind of thing. I don't know. Or like, you know, if we go back to the original ideas, like you have these characters that can't communicate, so they don't even try to talk like, you know, what if you had a, a movie that took place in the past and rather than humans, you had kind of like Neanderthal type characters that like don't have an actual language they speak. If you have a good writer, a good director, good actors, you can accomplish- need a good writer, I guess, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's no dialogue. Yeah. Um, no, but they would need to like at least have a something going for that movie. And if they could make it compelling with a really great performance that you don't, I mean, I still cry about Wilson dying and he doesn't say a word in Castaway. Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar for just crawling around for an hour and a half mauling with a bear. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're right. I think that's a big thing. It's just that like, it's also, yeah. How many different are people willing to do this? Are you able to come up with something? And also like, it's got to have enough. You got to have enough dinosaurs in there. That's Mm. the number one problem is because Jurassic Park is wonderful and so perfect. It's not, it's like jaws, but it's more, it comes on a lot quickly. 
lot yeah. more quickly, right? Yeah. You obviously, but it also I think is missing, and I don't know if maybe that's just because it was the first good one in live action. But has any of the other movies in any like franchise that involved dinosaurs have they captured the same magic as the first one when you see the Brontosaurus? No, no, no. They come close a couple times. I think in Dominion that one scene with the Brontosaurus where it's like at the construction site and they get the guys yeah. to like. And I was like, that was sweet. I had like a like all oh, that was like a nice moment. But again, I think maybe did we just lose our first awe inspiring feeling with dinosaurs that first time? Or are they just old news? The hard, yeah, the hard part is doing that originally now because like yeah. even like 65, like the best scene in 65 was when they were in the cave and then we saw the T-Rex through the lightning flashes. But like that's not really as good because we saw that in the original Jurassic Park. But yeah, like, we've seen that in Jurassic Park 1, 2, Jurassic fucking World Dominion did that <laughs> with him even behind the logo. It was like, okay, yeah. we get it. I know. But it's just funny that it is like, I just wonder, are we out of ideas here, people? I think this should not be that hard. Uh, I think if we're going to get a creative spin on a dinosaur movie, it's going to come from a horror director. I think so, too, because that's what we're missing with dinosaurs is there's like some horror in the in these movies. But I don't I don't think anything outside of maybe King Kong has really shown like ferocious, horrifying dinosaur shit like at oh, that. Yeah. When I watched that movie, I was like, oh, my God, Naomi Watts is going to get eaten at any moment. Like it was really like scary. Well, and only Peter Jackson can do that because Peter Jackson just so shows his loaf and they give him money. Like exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, right. Peter Jackson power. So that's like what I'm saying. they have all the budget to do that. But yeah. I guess obviously I think, I don't know if you know this, but with the original Jurassic park, James Cameron originally wanted to go for it. And he would have been closer to the novel, which is way more of like a horror sci-fi movie, like really horrific shit. All the deaths in that movie are real or in the book are really gory. Like it's intense. And so, he wanted to make it more of a straight up horror movie, but he said later that he's really glad that Spielberg did it because he thinks like he had the right vision that dinosaurs are also for kids too. Like that mm -hmm. was a big thing, but we've had that now. Now let's get a fucking horror movie with dinosaurs. Cause there's some untapped potential, man. There is some horrifying dinosaurs out there. The Mosasaurus alone could be the new jaws. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, like, if there's anything we've seen from this year, 2023 is big, like giant budget franchise movies are not doing well. And horror, horror movie directors, like they're the people that know how to do a lot with a little, like I think of, um, like one of my favorite action movies upgrade. Mm -hmm. That movie was made for $5 million and it, he was like one of the assistants to James Wan. In yeah, Saw. Lee Winnell. Yeah, and he, he wrote the script with him and stuff too. And he like learned everything from him. He directed The Invisible Man. And like, Upgrade does not look like a five million dollar movie. It looks like a mod, like a probably a thirty forty million dollar movie. But like, it, it's amazing. It's like that's the group that's gonna. That can maybe I agree. do this because horror movie directors a lot of the times have to start off with shoestring budgets and make something effective. And if you can do that with a little budget, imagine what you can do with a big budget. Sometimes it doesn't always work out, but I personally like I think 
that the main thing that we're talking about here, like obviously just from the witnesses, what we're getting from is that people are not trying to make these movies. They're not attempting yeah. outside of Jurassic Park. We are getting very far and few between movies. So I think it's time that we should establish what what the cause, what the probable cause is for this epidemic that we find ourselves in, which is not a plethora of amazing, incredible. No one's trying to beat Spielberg. We're all just trying to somehow get close to him, but nobody can quite succeed. So, Renee, are, are you trying to tell me that Steven Spielberg is the problem? Just he did it and no one can live up to it. I think it's the problem. <laughs> I think he is the problem. I love him. But I mean, same thing with Jaws. But people are at least trying there. People have given up trying on <laughs> dinosaur movies and they're doing it. But 65, like they don't even have real dinosaurs in them. And then the most recent before that, outside of Jurassic World, had the skull crawlers and those things aren't real dinosaurs. So nobody's really trying anymore. I mean, what, what do you think? What does the evidence tell you? I think Spielberg's definitely a, a piece of the puzzle. <laughs> I, th the evidence to me points at there is an over-reliance on the dinosaur piece of it. Like people are like, we have to focus on the dinosaurs and nothing else. And that works great when you watch something like Godzilla versus King Kong, because like the plot is totally optional. We want them to fight and boy, do they fight in those movies. Incredible. But, but like going back to the original trilogy of Jurassic Park to the new trilogy, the original trilogy had amazing characters that mm -hmm. drove the story. And then the dinosaurs made things exciting. And they put the characters in peril, but you actually cared Versus like my first reaction when I see the crazy kill of the nanny or whatever, the assistant mm -hmm. in Jurassic World is all oh, badass because I don't give a fuck about that bitch. Yeah. I don't know who she is. I don't care. Yeah. She's nothing, you know? And it's like, if that was like fucking one of the characters from the first movie, I mean, even the lawyer they established <laughs> as a character, I will say they have the novel to go off of. And same with the second with the Lost World Jurassic Park. But I do kind of have this feeling that Maybe we just need to find some other dinosaur stories or novels mm. or whatever and just base it off of those instead of coming up with a new idea or shoehorning another idea into Jurassic World. Because at this point, I think we've done as much as we can with this Jurassic Park idea. I think we need to let it lie. I doubt that they will because these movies are telling the studios the opposite, basically, oh, right? You said that earlier and you're 100% right. They're like, oh my God, that's perfectly fine. But the thing is, is that like it costs a lot to make this a movie mm -hmm. look this good. So we're not really going to get anything outside of franchises. Like you can't just get an indie movie about dinosaurs. It's not going to happen if they don't have the fucking cost. It's like, why even bother? Like, that's how I feel about 65. If they weren't going to put the money into the dinosaurs, what were they doing? All that fancy tech we could have done without all of that, mm -hmm. you know, invest in the dinosaurs because they have to look good. I know also the studios are learning that these movies are just fucking hella money in the bank. Granted, you have to spend a lot to get a lot, but they're getting well over what they're spending. And it seems like Colin Trevorrow tried a few interesting ideas, but never was able to fully execute. And I wonder if that's studio interference. It seems like he was also chosen because he's kind of like a, okay, I'll do it your way to the studio, which obviously yeah. we know Disney is a big thing with. So, or not Disney, sorry, Universal, Disney, all these big ones. They're all like that. Obviously, fuck the studios. <laughs> That's the reality is that the larger the budget, 
for a movie, the more interference you're going to get. Exactly. So you like you're never going to make the magic from Jurassic Park again because yeah. no one's ever going to give a director like full creative control like that. Yeah. Yeah, like Spielberg had so much clout heading yeah, into already. Jurassic Park that they're just like, fine, yeah. Like they essentially did the A24 thing. They're just like, yeah, you could just do it. Like, here's here's the check. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, and the whole reason that he did the sequel was so that he could do Schindler's list because they didn't want him to do it. They wanted him to do Jurassic Park. And he said, I'll do that if I can do this. And they said, if you do the sequel. So he had to do. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do the sequel. That's probably why it's not as good, but it's still just, I think the director makes a big difference, but also it's just like, you would think, I mean, it's crazy to me with this and with the new star Wars trilogy, you would think that these people who are handed these jobs have a plan in place or some sort of ideas that multiple people have signed off on and nothing as silly as like, you know, Chris Pratt has the force or like Kylo Ren uh, not Kylo Ren, sorry, but you know, Ray is actually a Skywalker or whatever the fuck they want to say. It's just weird. It's just weird. And I just feel like, how do these people get these jobs? I feel like I could pitch a better movie than these people. I want a documentary, an investigative documentary, just to find the one email from the studio that's like, do you think we could cross over Jurassic World and Schindler's List? You know, the box office would be incredible. <laughs> I fucking, I bet you it exists somewhere. Some idiots asked it and some fucking asshole. Here's what we, here's what we need. We need a movie that the trailer does essentially the same thing as Barbarian, where you don't know anything. And then you go see the movie and, oh shit, there's dinosaurs in this movie. Yes. That's what we need. A trailer that doesn't tell us that there's dinosaurs in the movies and then you're in there and then dinosaurs pop up. Damn, that's how you do it. Surprise dinos. I mean, at this point, if I see dinos in a movie, I'm excited. Like, and that's why I feel like if you hide that from me and then show it to me randomly without me knowing, I would just be ecstatic over the moon. Best case ever. But I just feel like you know, we got to have people try and I feel like maybe Jurassic World, maybe give it a few years. We'll have some new new dino movies. I'm hopeful because it's my favorite. I had to watch so many other creature features and things that people were like adjacent to dinosaurs. And they're not. They're not the same. We only have the Jurassic franchise, basically, and King Kong. <laughs> we 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 need we need a studio to have the balls to compete. A24. A24. Ty yes. West, A24 dino movie. <laughs> Anybody from A24. I want some weird ass shit. <laughs> I want some weird ass dinosaur shit. That could be fun. I'm just saying that it seems like a totally like untapped genre. I mean, mm. I know that like Jurassic has the, you know, has dominion over it, I guess you could say. <laughs> but it's like, don't you think that we could have there's just a lot of possibilities. So I'm hopeful that one day it'll get its due and we'll have some actual dinosaur movies. Or at the very least, we just get some fun dinosaur movies. That's what I'm saying. I'm not holding up to Jurassic Park, but I'm just saying, could we have one that was just like, I mean, maybe a few characters, maybe just one character and dinosaurs. That would bring make me feel better. Yeah, it's like if the shark genre can get Sharknado, can we get the dinosaur equivalent of that? Like, I think just... that's Velocipaster. <laughs> I want to say I have not seen that movie or even a trailer but from the name, I would assume it's pretty close <laughs> to Sharknado. 
maybe even crazier but yeah outside of those like sci-fi movies or like just really shit movies that are made for shit and look shitty on purpose (laughs) it'd be great to get some like you know some horror dinos or just anything with dinosaurs maybe we did the dinosaur equivalent of the meg yes that's what what we did the meg too i think we're gonna have to go see that in theaters because that's gonna have some dino shit it looks like (laughs) even if it's a flashback i will be happy we're here for it Well, I know I'm a little dinoed out. I know, Renee, you're just getting warmed up. You could do this all day. Life will find a way. (laughs) (laughs) Words to live by. I wanted to do a a quick little update. Um, Since we recorded this, and I wasn't big fans of the the writer-directors of 65, I watched that other movie you mentioned, Haunt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm back in. Told you. Really, really liked that. Uh, Again, wish that... 65 was just a horror movie. Um, yep. That's their, I think that that's where they excel right now. I think maybe just not like they need to lean into the horror, basically. <laughs> they get a big budget and they're just like, we don't know what to do with this. Uh, <laughs> Girl, I mean, it's not a bad move to just throw Adam Driver in front and see what happens. <laughs> but, but yeah, more scary stuff because Haunt is pretty, I think it's weird how like it's very original for like a carnival move, like horror movie. Yeah. Like a, a haunted house that is actually um, a place where everyone goes to die. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's more like yeah. there's creepy fucks that like work there, which is my worst fear. That's what I always think. <laughs> I'm not thinking that they're like possessed demons there. I'm like, what if this is a serial killer? Wouldn't this be the perfect place for him to work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I also watched one other movie that was mentioned on the dinosaur list. Uh, Velocipaster. Oh, no, Jace. Let, let me just tell you, not a dinosaur movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they can't have had the budget for any fucking, like, they probably spent it all on the artwork for the poster. I will tell you what, though. I laughed so hard in that movie. It's like, I've never seen so much thought put into a bad movie. <laughs> I was impressed. It was. <laughs> I don't know who. I don't know if you would like it, but it reminded me a little bit, the humor-wise, as like Kung Pao Enter the Fist. If you remember that from high school, it's I very very know. dumb. But there's some hilarious parts in it. It's it's supposed to be a bad movie, and they nailed it. I thought they 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 did great. Well, I would hope that they're aiming to make a bad movie if they're titling it <laughs> Velocipaster. There's just no way that that could be good. So I'm yeah, glad they not, leaned into it. <laughs> we can definitively say not a dinosaur movie. Yeah, it I, comes yeah, up I on the Google right. search. Not a dinosaur no, movie. <laughs> that's because that thing's just pulling the fucking image from the cover, and it's like that's probably not even in it. Does he even turn into a Velociraptor? Uh, yes, he does. In technically, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, exactly. Not even. This is like that's a crime against humanity. That Google. I should uh, like write to them and tell them to remove that. That's just an affront to dinosaurs I think you everywhere. Need to watch it. No, and... I'm never gonna watch that. Are you kidding me? No way. It's funny. I I gotta say, <laughs> I I laughed real hard at it. <laughs> I watched that and then I watched Haunt. I'm like, I need to round this out. <laughs> I will say, just like a fun, really bad movie that also leans into that is Big Ass Spider. I think it's been 
it's it might have changed the name to just Big Spider, but it's Big Ass Spider. <laughs> and it was like a sci-fi movie, but it's incredible. It's so much fun. I swear. Oh. I was shocked. So we'll see. Now now we're just leaning into next week's episode. Uh, yeah, so we th- are. So next week, um, we are going to just we're just gonna have a random conversation about different things that we've been watching. Not really any one thing in particular. And the reason for this is because we're coming up on one year of the regular exclusive podcast. And the entire reason that we started this weird podcast was because we just talk about a lot of movies. And so we're like, what a better way to honor that than to just talk about random things that we're watching and then little retrospective on what it's like doing this thing for you know a year. This will be our forty seventh episode, one year in. Wow, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I can't believe it's already been a year. I mean, this time last year we were just talking about sharks, and now we're talking about dinosaurs. I feel like we've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full circle. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad to see that our interests have not changed, but. I'm excited because, yeah, we can talk about whatever. Movie news, movie bullshit. Send us some topics if you want us to chat about them. There we go. But, yeah, um, till then, have a good week, and we'll see you next week on the one-year regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here.